Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. I do want to talk about arming the Garda Shea Connor. The Garda Representative Association have called for a full review of how better to protect unarmed officers when confronted with armed aggressors. I mean, look, there's nothing worse than you know, a guard arriving at a scene when somebody has a gun and all he has is a ham and a bit of skin on it. Anyway, the, go- the call was made by the Vice President of the GRA, guard uh, Brendan O'Connor, following the sentencing of Stephen Dowling in Letterkenny Circuit Court. Yesterday, the court heard how many officers, many unarmed, put their lives on the line when Dowling went on a rampage in the Glenties, armed with a high-powered rifle, a number of bullets fired uh, from a Tika deer hunting rifle. They missed the officers by inches, but it took 40 minutes for two armed detectives to arrive on the scene and back up uh, for their, for their, as backup for their uniformed colleagues. So in other words, there's nothing they could do. So now, I could go into this in more detail, but realistically, we are now seeing a situation over the last 20 years where we're seeing more armed robberies, we're seeing more shootings, we're seeing more, you know, these kind of gangland stuff going on in the city, we're seeing more people with guns. But would you ever like to see rank-and-file Garda armed? Now, I know we do have the Special Task Force. Many people believe that rank-and-file Garda should actually be armed themselves, similar to the police, for example, in America, or the National Police, uh, or the Civil Guard in Spain. Uh, they, said they, they said that the criminals have guns and that our police force should have the resources to tackle that. They also believe it would give the Garda more authority. However, others say they would never trust the guard of Shia Khanna with guns because they're not used to them and I just wouldn't trust them. That's what some people would say. So I want to get your opinion on it. Let me stress, by the way, the GRA are not calling for rank-and-file guard to have guns themselves. However, some of the public are. And I'm asking you, would you like to see it happen? Would you like to see Ungarda Shia Khanna armed? Do you believe they should be armed? In most countries, they are, by the way. Do you believe on guard, every rank and file, every guard you see walking around the street, do you think they all should have a gun to deal with a situation like that? Let's take a little vote on this, okay? The Irish police force are one of the only police forces in the world not armed. They've never been armed. There is a task force there to deal with special situations. But should they be all armed? The number's 87 should Ungarda Shiakana be armed? Let me know what you think. Is it time to arm the Garda Shiakana? Angela, you're in Ireland's classic hits. Hi, Niall. How are you? Now, Angela, I, I don't know whether you saw this story last night. I was watching yeah. it actually on RT News. This guy that went on the rampage up in Donegal. Yeah. All because he couldn't get into a bar, by the way. Um, yeah. And decided to go back to his gaff, throw on his hunting gear, take out his high-powered rifle and go on a melee uh, to the Glenties. I mean, nuts. I'm firing at police cars, everything. I mean, there was bullet holes in the guard of cars and everything. He could have killed somebody. He could have killed not one. He could have killed a numerous amount. Absolutely. Absolutely. He was shooting at civilians. He was shooting at Garda. Yeah. And, and they arrived and they would no guns. I mean, yeah. you know, your local guard, you know, in Donegal, we didn't have a guard. So they had to wait 40 minutes for armed detectives to arrive before they yeah. eventually got the scene under control. And you know what I have to laugh at here, Niall, is the amount of people going, God, no, what do you want to give them a gun for? For God's sake, they're power crazy already, they're this. Okay, well, you put one of your family members out on the street and there is a guy standing there ready to shoot them and you want a guard to attack him with a baton? Now, I bet they change their minds then. Yeah, and, and I, I'm not agreeing with the people who say that, no. but I, I understand their argument and because the guards have never had, the rank and file have never had guns in this country and never been armed, 
um, no. you know, they're not used to it. They're, they would have to be trained to use yeah. them, et cetera, et cetera. But in saying that, there will be a period of time, you know, where discipline would have to be learned in the use of a gun. Because yeah. the last thing you want is a situation where they're using it to increase the power. Uh, be, be, because there are, look, most members of rank and file guard are wonderful people and work very hard at the job. But unfortunately, yeah. there is a percentage where the power has gone to their head in their nutcases. Completely. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm not saying like, okay, let's arm them all and it's shoot to kill. That's mm-hmm. not what I'm saying at all. It should be um, maybe half of, you know, and especially for rural guards, this is what I'm talking about, right? I'm talking about Gardaí, let's say, where I'm from. I'm from Shannon, right? So the Gardaí there, right? Um, if they had to wait for armed response unit or emergency response unit or anything like that, they're, they're, like, they're miles away. Yeah. You know, they might be in Limerick, they could be in Cork, they could be in Galway. So what I'm saying is that a certain number of Gardaí in every station should be trained in firearms. And it should be across the board that there is at least two or three on every shift that are trained in it. But then you still have to wait for them to respond. So you're still in a situation where two guards arrive at a bank robbery and they're not the ones that happen to be armed. And no, you know, and, and, every, and every minute counts and they have to wait for the two guards in the station, you know, five miles away to, to arrive with the gun. But they won't be five miles away. That's what I'm saying. In the local station. Well, well Angela, I, when you're talking about rural Ireland, the local station could be a half an hour away. Yeah, I suppose. You know what I mean? Do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> to be honest then, arm them all. Mm. I'm honestly on it, Niall. I really am. This country is getting like every other country out there. It's getting too dangerous. How many times? Every single day we're hearing of, you know, guns and drugs, guns and drugs, guns and drugs. That's all that they're. That's all that they're finding. Oh no, the, crim- the criminals are way ahead of the guards when it comes to you know yeah. arming, arming themselves to the teeth. Yeah. So if you want a safe country, that's what you're going to have. That's what you're going to have to have. Arm the guardie. Arm them. And so, and so, train. so to the naysayers that are out there listening to you saying, "Well, Angela, that's all well and good now, but I don't want to be stopped at a checkpoint." And I'll give you an example, right? I have, okay. an, I have an ongoing situation with the PSNI in the north, right? Um, right. Four o'clock in the morning, I was coming home from work, uh, you know, to, to my partner's home. Yeah. And right. I was followed by an unmarked car. Um, right. uh, for no reason. I did nothing wrong. And uh, eventually he pulled in behind me and I pulled away again. He pulled in behind me. It was like a game of cat and mouse. It was the most ridiculous situation. Yeah. I was terrified. Absolutely terrified. Yeah, terrified. Right? Yeah. So eventually... Uh, near where my partner lives I tur- did a U-turn in the middle of the road and I lowered my window down and I said what, the- what do you think you're doing? So he jumped out of the car pulled a gun out and which I was terrified I didn't know what the hell I didn't because I didn't know it was a guard or a police so a police officer I hadn't a clue uh, pulled a gun out I was terrified the blood drained from my body then he identified himself with his ID and said he was uh, a member of PS9 and he suspected me of drink driving now I don't even bloody drink right? Right, yeah. wouldn't, wouldn't let me go kept me there for 40 minutes until the police arrived he had to call up a local police station I kept saying to him am I free to go I've done nothing wrong and he stood there with his gun um, now I've put in, I put in an official complaint to the PSNI, the PSNI. in fairness the, the police officer that arrived were so polite to me they said we don't believe you were drink driving but if you'd like yeah. to take a breath test anyway just in case you want to take this further which I did I was happy to yeah. do uh, I was obviously zero 
and um, he got a rollicking. Um, the complaint went through. The complaint was upheld. I was held against my uh, will, and he should have never produced his firearm, uh, particularly off duty. So, the point is, the point I'm sorry I'm trying to make is, is that that was an absolute occasion where the power had gone to his head. Totally. Well, so, I'm, and I and I don't want to see anybody else in that situation because that frightened the living bejesus out of me at four o'clock in the absolutely morning. Absolutely, because um, an incident happened last night where I was coming home um, from the cinema and there was a car driving along the, the motorway with no lights on and kind of weaving and kind of... So I straight away rang the local the guard station and, like, they were pulling in and pulling off and pulling in and pulling off. I won't get into the whole rigmarole, but I ended up following the car while I was on the guard the, the phone to the guards to say... I'm still behind. We're going here. We're going there. Because all I thought of was, if I leave the guards to this, they don't know where they're going. I don't know whether it was a stolen car, whether Mm -hmm. it was a drunk driver or anything. Now, it turned out, God bless her soul, it was an old business. Right, okay. Who had a new car and she didn't know how to... Drive it. I saw. Yeah. Um, But the, the guards that were there, you know, they even followed her with lights on. And she wasn't pulling in. And she was like that. She was in fear of her life. Yeah, um, and I can understand that. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, so what they do say is, if that's the way you feel, try and get to a local garden station or ring nine nine nine, and you know that kind of way. But my whole thing is, with that last night, that could have been anyone. Yeah. No. 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 I know. No. I understand what you mean, and it could have been somebody dangerous. It could have been somebody with a gun. I. I, I get you. I, and the guards arrive on the scene, and as I said already, all they have is a ham with some skin on it. Yeah. The guards are out there for, to protect us. Most of them, right? I'm not saying every guard, because I know there's not every single guard out there is an angel. But why not let them prote- protect themselves first? So that they can protect you. Okay, well, stay there a second because I want to go to Robbie as well. Robbie, you're in Ireland's classic kids. Robbie, she makes a fair point. They are out there to protect us. You know, the majority do a really good job at it. A thankless job. I certainly wouldn't do it. You know, and, you know, when they arrive in a situation where somebody's armed and they don't have a gun, it's a, it's a very difficult situation. It is, but I don't think she makes a fair point. It's like they are out there to protect us, but there are plenty of guards and detectives out there, like the emergency response unit and with the detectives who are armed. I think something like 22% of the Garda Shaykhan and the detectives in this country are armed. So that's one in five of every um, Garda. It's clearly not enough. No. Well, surely it is. Well, I mean, well, I mean, no, go back. No, Robbie, go go back to the situation in Donegal that we started off talking about. This is the reason we're talking about it today because the Garda Representative Association has called for a full review on how to protect uh, unarmed officers. Because there you have guards arrive at a scene in Donegal with some fella off his head on cocaine and alcohol uh, with a high-powered rifle shooting indiscriminately at people. I mean, what what are they supposed to do? Wait forty minutes for backup to arrive? Who happen to have rifles? Well, I mean, the, the, the review is to kind of um, spread it out a bit. Like, I mean, do you want to have every guard in the likes of Ross Common and Longford and Leitrim armed? Like, what, what sense does it make? You know, like, I mean, look, you look at your man up in Donegal, yeah, that's the one-off thing that happens. Some absolute gobshite. Got eight, eight years and serves every minute of it. You know what I mean? But that's a, that's a one-off thing. It's not like that we're living in it's South Central LA one-off. here. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, hang, hang on. Yeah, sorry. Anza makes a fair point. Sorry, Anza, what are you saying? This isn't a one-off thing. It is a one-off thing. Many people have gone around with guns and cocaine. 
tell us. But the thing is, is is that one not one too many? Like what? Well, of course, it's one too many. It's always one too many. But you're going on as if something like that happens every day. But you you know as well as I do, Robbie. The city centre, particularly parts of the city centre, now many of the local criminals there are armed. Yes, and where does and the emergency response unit is located in those areas? As I said, you look at you look at the likes of Drogheda, you look at the likes of Dublin, you look at the likes of Limerick and places like that. The the armed response units are heavily um, seen around those areas, and for reason. Okay, now the one thing one fella on cocaine hours head of Donegal shouldn't have happened, but it did happen, and that comes down to him, and he got what he deserved. He got eight years. Now maybe if they. Like, I know that not every I would have put him in jail for longer than eight years, personally, I myself. Yeah, yeah, I know that, yeah, I agree with you. We got eight years and let him do it. But the thing is that not every guard in order is trained in firearms. But know? that's why we have to train them, Robbie. What It would be a total different story if he had actually hit people. If he had actually killed people. Would that be a different story? It what was, about the yeah, guard? I, I mean, Robbie, in fairness, he's right. It was just by the grace of God that he didn't kill anyone. It is for the grace of God he didn't kill anybody, but it doesn't change that one idiot on coke and alcohol out of his head, being that we should arm every guard in Ireland. So it doesn't well, what about, make a what, see, what about the guard in Donegal who went to a domestic violence call and he never went home that night because he got stabbed to death? Yeah, Pardon? I know. Uh, I don't know who it was, I think. That no, was, no, no, that, no, 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 no. He he actually, uh, Garda, Adrian, I don't know who he actually was armed. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. he couldn't get his gun out in time. Um, yeah. No, no, not that one. Not that I know, one. I know the one you're talking about. That was in, was that uh, in Donegal, I think, or County Mead yeah, somewhere? Was, yeah, I know, yes. It was a guard called to a domestic violence, violence incident, and sadly, that guard, you're right, never, never came yeah. home. And I mean, in general, overall, with the emergency response unit in Ireland, um, Bar that one lad up in Abbey Leaks. I think that's the only one that oh, was yeah, that's, there uh, in the garden. Oh, yeah, that's... Yeah, well, that, that man had mental health issues, yes. He did, he did. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that, like, overall... Uh, there was also, yeah, but... The but, armed guard have only shot one, but not, probably a couple, but not many that I can think of across the board. No, 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 you're right about the training. It has to be training because you don't know another situation like the Athai bank robbery as well, if you remember that one. Yeah, uh, I do. Where yeah. guards were accused of shooting each other. You know, so when you, when you break it down, I mean, it's not like that we're living in, you know, the lawless Wild West, you know, going back a couple of hundred years ago. I mean, arming every guard in Ireland, I, I don't agree with it because I don't think it's needed. Because in general, the statistics don't say that we need it. Like The, the, the guard are probably coming out and across in a sense and saying, like, okay, maybe we spread the emergency response unit or have a guard or a number of guard in the station trained in firearms, maybe. And have firearms. Yeah, but then you say, but then you're back to square one. You still have to wait when uh, a Garda car arrives at the scene of an incident, you know, or passes by and an incident is happening. They still have to wait, you know, thirty minutes or whatever it is, or twenty minutes you, for someone to arrive with a gun. But do you not think that people, all the Garda arms, where at the present moment in time we're not seeing anybody being shot, really, in Ireland, with armed Garda or armed standoffs? Okay, I, no, I do get the point you're making. I've got to go to break. The number's 087-188-008. Robbie makes a good point uh, that once the guards get armed, of course, the criminals will get more guns. And then all of a sudden we have shootout situations. Then we see more guards being killed and maybe more people being killed. Some maybe even innocent. Carl, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How you doing, Carl? 
How are you, Niall? How are you? Uh, Carl, you know, isn't it a good idea? Would it be a good idea to arm the guards? I see the reason for it, but there is a fear from people, of course, that, you know, we turn into the Wild West. Um, I don't think it's a good idea to arm the Gardaí in our country at the moment. Okay, there are some unlicensed guns in the country, but most of the guns in this country are um, regulated and are used by licensed gun holders. I believe 200,000 are in around that figure of license. There is licensed guns in this country, which surprises people, by the way. Well, I mean, we have some of the strictest rules and regulations to obtain a gun license mm-hmm. in Europe. Most would be in uh, the farming community, yeah. Not particularly so. No, not really. I, I mean, I'm the PRO officer for the Wild Deer Association of Ireland. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. And, I mean, to obtain a license to shoot deer, first of all, I mean, any sort of gun license at all, you must ha- do complete a competency course first. That's to show that you, are, you know how to handle the gun safely, you know how to mm-hmm. store it safely, you know how to carry it safely and how to use oh, it Oh, I went through it all when I was in the FCA. I was actually on their marksman team. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, no. There <laughs> you go. I was in the FCA myself a long time ago. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, to obtain a, a, a gun license in this country, I mean, either you're a member of a gun club, you have your own land, or you have permission to shoot on someone's land. You need referees. You also have to give permission for the guardie to contact your... What, what about a criminal record? If you have a criminal record, can you still... If you have a criminal record, I don't think you will... It depends what the criminal record is for. Yeah. I mean, if, you're, if you've been caught for breaking and entering or threatening behaviour or violence, no, you are not going to get a gun licence mm-hmm. in this okay. country. Right. And this guy up, up in Donegal, he represents one person. You know, he doesn't represent the whole um, community of gun holders in this country. You know, that's like saying a person gets into a car. Oh, no, 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 no. He, well, he was clearly off his head. He couldn't get into a bar or something. Went back to his house, put on his uh, hunting gear and took out his rifle and he was drinking and snorting cocaine at the same time. So he was clearly off his head. Oh, he was off his yeah. head. I mean, no one's denying that. But yeah. what ha- what's happening now is a lot of people are saying, oh, it's the gun it's it's gun crime. It's the gun community in this country, you know, and, and it's not. I mean, we're getting a bad name. We are all abiding citizens. Yeah. As far as I can see, you know, we don't threaten anybody, we don't hold a threat to anybody, we don't give threats to anybody. I mean, the guards can call to my house any day of the week if they want, and they can check all my firearms, they can check that my house is alarmed, that I have a safe, a proper safe, and the ammunition is kept away from the Mm -hmm. firearms. So, in relation to the idea that Ireland is one of the very few countries in the world now that don't have an armed police force, a fully armed police force, um. Do you think it's heading in that direction? Because we are seeing more violence involving guns over the last 15 to 20 years, certainly when it comes to gangland, etc. I mean, they're tooled up. They have their AK-47s or whatever it is they have. So we are seeing a lot more of that. So have we got to a point where we have to say it's only fair that we can't have a guard arriving at a scene, you know, with a nightstick in his hand? Um, It's it's, it's a tough one. I mean, we have... uh an armed response unit. Okay, I mean... I think and they're great. Yeah, they're, they're brilliant. We, but, but we should have one in every county. I mean, they're not based in every county at the moment. No. But we should have one based in every every county. And our 
gun violence actually the, the gun violence in our country shows I mean it's not as big as people think but, that, but it's not practical to have an armed response unit in every county and even if we did um, you know I don't know how that would work in rural Ireland you're still going to have a situation where a guard is going to arrive at a situation where he's not armed that has to be dealt with immediately and not have to wait 20 minutes for the armed response unit to get there no matter where you happen to be and how many armed response units you have do you understand yeah, what no, I'm saying? I, no, I, I understand what you're saying, but what I'm what I'm trying to say to you, Niall, is you, you, we we have two hundred thousand uh, legal gun holders in this country. Yeah, and now the two hundred thousand we hear of this guy who went on a on a mad. No, one no, there I, I'm not. No, by the way, I'm not having a go at legal gun holders in this country, and I, or people who go hunting or whatever it is, because I'm sure it's a wonderful hobby and a wonderful sport if that's what you want to do, right? I know that some people don't agree with it, but that's fine. That's their choice. But I'm not having a go, and I don't believe this guy represents any views, and I don't believe he gives you a bad reputation either. This is just one individual. But I'm talking about crime in general in this country has changed. It, it has changed, and yeah, I understand that there is these people who will bring in these firearms and they will use them against anybody, yeah. everybody and anybody, if push comes to shove. And but most crimes it, are not committed with legal, legally held guns. You know what I mean? No, they're not. They're, these these guns have been smuggled into Absolutely. the country. Well, listen, I'm running out of time, but I know you have your own gun club as well, or your own. You have a firing range, is it? We have. Well, 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 we'd like to invite either yourself or one of your members down to one of our range days. We we'll send Ruth down. She's a vegan. <laughs> no, well, this isn't about going out shooting. This is just about handling a gun properly on a gun yeah. range. Okay. And see what we do. I mean, you're more than welcome to come down to invite us there. And when we won one, I will give you a call. Okay, absolutely, Carl. We should. What's the name of the range, by the way? It will be the Midlands uh, shooting range, the largest shooting range in Ireland. All right, okay. Well, look, Carl, we shall take you up on that offer and I'll get Ashling to arrange same. All right? Okay, no, listen, And then we'll get you back on to talk about how badly we did. All right. <laughs> okay, no, thank you. All right, thank you very bye. much, Lee, Carl. Bye-bye. Now, keep texting, keep WhatsApping. The number is 087-188-0008. Let me just go to James first if I can, uh, getting back to Army of the Guards. James, you're an Ireland's classic kids. How are you doing, James? Uh, good afternoon, Niall. Um... I've been listening there all along. Yes, I would arm them all now uh, if I had uh, my way. If I was the Minister for Justice, <laughs> which I'm not, <laughs> I would uh, definitely arm all the Gardaí. Because uh, just uh, that gentleman just before the news there, who's, who's, who holds a legally held shotgun, he's to do with deers now. Mm-hmm. When you think of it, all of these people, uh, he said, I think 200,000 legally held guns, and all of these people are able to hold guns, and the Gardaí can't. And that guy who had the high-powered rifle up in Donegal was a legally held r- rifle. And the irony of it, he's allowed to have a gun and use cocaine using it, and the guard he can't, who, who have to face armed criminals. Yeah, but that, you know, that's, that's not a fair analogy, because there are members of, say, the Special Response Unit who would carry guns. Um, I don't know, maybe one or two of them might be an alcoholic or take drugs at some point in their life too and go bonkers. I hope that They're very happens. much vetted now. Well, yeah, but I hope it never happens, but it could happen. Uh, the point is, you can't... This is an isolated... I am going to agree it's an isolated incident. It's not something that happens on a regular basis, James. Or only the other so day. So you can't use it in the yard. The just luckily ducked behind a car in Dublin. Uh, did you hear that case? And did, the, yeah. the guy was firing from the window. And he was lucky enough, he was agile enough to fire himself behind the car and just missed being killed. And, and, and that, that's happened on numerous occasions. Yes, that's, yeah. a, that's happening. We don't hear about it. Down here only a very short time ago, three uh, uh, Bangarda... Uh, arrived at a scene outside uh, the Cork City, and where there was t- twenty-five or thirty young thugs of sixteen or seventeen drinking, and uh, of course they wanted them to disperse. At one o'clock in the morning, no business hanging around. They knew they'd be up to no good, and 
They tried to arrest one of them because he came extremely aggressive and they all turned on the three Bangarda and they beat the three Bangarda up and put two of them in hospital now. Put two of them in hospital for weeks. Uh, so I'm, that's, I'm, okay, so what? Okay, okay, okay. Let me, let me, you have to face this kind of thing okay, all the time. Okay, just so, don't hear about it unless you hear something about a rifle. Okay, well, let me get back to that incident that you just described with the Vanguard, right? And what is the answer or the solution to that incident? Is it to arm the guards? So you're telling me that if those three band guards happen to have guns and once a scuffle broke out or once uh, there was a threatening behaviour, they produced the guns as they would in America, um, that that then would quell the situation and the, the, the individuals would think twice about attacking them. Is that, yes. is, is that your argument? Yes, I would. I would. That would be my argument. But what, what, what happens in fear if one of those band guards shoots a 16-year-old? Well, uh, they can take out their guns and they don't have to be loaded now. Just the sight of a gun ah, alone is enough to put, you, uh, put manners on you now. If I, if I was looking at someone with a gun in their hand, I would certainly wouldn't be coming to attack them now. You know, even if that gun, I, won't, I, I don't know if that gun is loaded or not. It could be unloaded. She could have it unloaded. And it's still, it lacked as a ter- deterrent. No, uh, you, you can't have a situation where the Gardaí are outgunned now. And they are outgunned now. The, the, this gentleman saying earlier on, uh, there's thousands, thousands of unlicensed guns in this country now. Thousands. See, it's, easy, it's easier to buy a gun in Dublin as it is to buy drugs now. As we know that. So we can't have the situation with the, where wives are leaving their husbands go out every morning not knowing whether they'll come back or not or whether they'll come back badly injured. It's not fair now. It's not fair on the wives and children of guards to have the, uh, their husbands at that disadvantage. It's very unfair. And uh, Garda Golden was a classic example in Dundalk trying to help a girl who was being beaten up by this tug and he walks into a situation where that guy was armed and shot him dead without a thought. No, no, I know, I know, I know. I know that was the one Angela referred to earlier on, and it was a shocking, shocking story. But again, I will say to you, and as much as one person is too much to be shot innocently, right? Yes. But, but in saying that, you can't base whole policy around you know individual incidents like that. Small incidents. I mean, that when I say small incidents, incidents that don't happen too often. That doesn't matter now that Gary Golden's wife and children absolutely without a father now. Yeah, no, no, and I, and I understand that, and I and I absolutely my heart bleeds for them, and my condolences to the family of all those you know, be they in the services or members of Angarda Shea who have lost their lives, you know, in their in line of duty. It's a terrible situation, and for guards to arrive at a scene in Donegal, <coughs> pardon me. <coughs> And have to wait forty minutes for un- for gar- armed guards to arrive. In the meantime, this guy is shooting indiscriminately at, at them at the, at the police guards and at civilians. By the way, he could have killed, he could have killed uh, half a dozen people. Uh, he could have. Thankfully, he didn't. But he could have. You're right. That's an unacceptable situation. Of course. I, I do agree with that, but in saying that, maybe there's another way around that. People have suggested, well, just at least we should arm, have at least two or three guards in every station who are armed. I, I assume that is the case at the moment. By the way, with detectives and what have you, they probably are. You know? Well, if you if you have a, a certain amount of guards armed, why not arm them all? It's a very simple answer. If you're going to say we'll arm half of them, why not arm them all, Niall? Simple as that. And then there's and finally, what do you say to those people, James, who say, well, okay, James, I get what you're saying, but and you know, eighty-five percent or ninety percent of guards are good people. Uh, I would absolutely trust them with my life, but there are the ten percent out there, and the power will go to the heads, and somebody innocent will be shot. Well, you can't, you can't, as you said, you can't uh, 
make laws and just saying, ah, well, sure, there could be an exception. We can't have it. We can't have the guardian because there could be someone who might lose his head and 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 and, uh, uh, and might have uh, make a mistake. You, you you couldn't. I mean, as you say, in the armed response unit, you could have someone who could make a mistake as well now and shoot too soon, or you know. So you, you can't uh, legislate just because one person does something wrong or the possibility of someone doing something wrong. No, I I I, I do feel as you say, as you said yourself, Iran, and everyone knows it. The Guardi across the border, or the 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 RUC across the border, are are armed. Well, yeah, they don't go on the RUC anymore. The PSNR, you mean? I know, yes, yeah. PSNR. Sorry, no. <laughs> that's old school stuff, isn't it, James? <laughs> But, uh, no, uh, to see, and even people would... Do do you think people pay more attention? So when I see the PSNI walking up and down Victoria Street or whatever it is in Belfast, do you think that people are more respectful because they, when they sit, the same in Spain, the Garda Civil or whatever it happens to be, or in London, do you think when people see a police officer with a gun, they have more respect? I would, and when uh, if I yeah. was even a young man again, I certainly would uh, have a certain respect for them. Of course, I would. And uh, you even have people in this country, and they have legally held shotguns, and they go wrong as well. Now that we've had farmers down here, uh, one farmer who sh- who shot his eldest son, and then the the, mm-hmm. the yeah. you know there was a, a farm incident, and uh, there were yeah. legally held shotguns, and. Uh, the father and one of the sons shot the eldest son and then they shot each other now. I remember so people, that, yeah. I remember people that, yeah. with legally held shotguns can go wrong as well and they're allowed to have them. And uh, so, no, I, I, I think it's it's getting to that level now. Maybe when I was young, we didn't need them now. When I was young, we didn't need a, an armed response unit. But now we got to the level we do need an armed response unit and so we almost get to the next level uh, and uh, let the guards be safe and not be walking into situations where their their lives are in danger. Okay, well, listen, thanks very much indeed, James. I appreciate you coming on the air. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.